right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. Felt as good uh, as good about recording an episode in a, in maybe a year. Wow! I am so oh, wow. excited about this because I, this is my favorite episode that we do because it's the and this is going to sound extremely canned, but I I was thinking about it before. I had some nice Buffalo Trace whiskey. Ooh. I had some lovely Malbec 2018 from Argentina. Fancy lab. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm mixing my beers and liquors. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, for 364 days of the year, we do kayfabe with our audience. Like, we hate them and they're annoying and whatever, blah, blah, blah. This is the one episode where we get to show genuine appreciation to the audience. Um, We celebrate our party. I'm just so grateful. I remember I was thinking the other day, I was talking to a friend who just started a podcast and the light in, in his eyes when he was describing how they hit 70 listeners yeah, on yeah. an episode. Yeah, man. And I just, I almost shed a tear. I was like, man, I remember when it's magic car, you and I were like, dude, we hit a hundred listens. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And no, now and- we're hitting, and now we're hitting a couple thousand on each yeah. episode. And it's like, we don't appreciate, I don't think, maybe you guys do more than me, and so I'm the ungrateful one, but I don't appreciate the co- impact that this show has had on my own life and that, therefore, the listeners have had on me. And so this is that one episode, I think, the Glueys, where we get to look back, and not only do we get to kind of celebrate you know, the achievements of this podcast – which are very few and far between, <laughs> but also the the I mean the contribution of the listeners. I was I, I I don't know where I would be if I wouldn't have this podcast. Oh yeah, the two of you would probably be a lot better off than me. You know, <laughs> well look, don't I'll be go a lot worse off, man. Yeah, I don't know. Well, pause. You're you're big on podcasting in general. I saw you have a new YouTube channel coming yeah. out recently. So- If I can riff for just a moment, please, um, I am going to be starting a second project this new year. I have spent a lot of time on war games this past year in a desperate attempt to separate myself from reality by whatever means possible. And now I am going to make the tragic and predictable mistake of becoming involved in war games culture. So me and a buddy who is also in Miami, but not Bird, ah. are going to be collaborating on a YouTube channel, a blog, and some other multimedia-type stuff as it relates to wargaming. That's great. The majority of the listeners love you, Paz, so the minute you get to plug the actual location of that, let us know. Absolutely. Um, they would be glad to see it, and I think you probably could help to bring about the revival of the Warhammer 40K universe which we're seeing you can you can definitely assist that in our community 
Um, I myself have been brought into the uh, typhoon of Warhammer 40k miniature painting because of you. So, yeah, low key. I think there's a lot of those people around us that we don't necessarily know. We are a furtive and secret society for now, but it <laughs> might be time to bring that into the light a little bit. For sure. I think it's a great hobby. And I think, um, for, well, and I, th here's my, here's my angle. People who paint miniatures, you know what they do a lot of? Podcast listening. Mm. <laughs> so kind of works in our favor one way or the other. So let's try to get people into some new hobbies. 2023, <laughs> I, I predicted this before we get into the actual episode. I want to say two things. Number one, I, I did not realize the impact of us taking a single week off had on people. I deeply apologize. I didn't realize people were going to be traumatized by the lack of an episode we got a lot of car i don't know if you saw on your timeline perhaps you've been detached from the situation but perhaps there was dozens of people who were perturbed to say the least yeah. by the lack of an episode on wednesday despite the fact that on the previous episode within the first 10 minutes we said we probably weren't going to do an episode for christmas yeah and and, and to be fair <laughs> a lot of the times when we do say that one of us will come in and do a short episode, throw it up there right. and just have something. And I had every intention of doing it. I don't know if you can still hear it in my voice, but I, I have very uh, bad seasonal allergies in the winter here. And yep. I was going to come on and sound just awful. So I, I yes. was going to do it. I was going to do just a quick solo episode, a quick, hey, uh, prepare for the glueys. Happy New Year, yada, yada, yada. Ha uh, Merry Christmas. But uh, I just I I I got caught up in not having a voice essentially. And, um, and, and then, yeah, I've been very detached the last few days. I've been, I've been, uh, uh, just as I was telling pause before we started, I've been living that coasty life, uh, back yep. home uh, for a few days. And so I, I literally just walked in, poured myself a little glass of gluey whiskey and, uh, and nice. I'm, I'm very excited to get into this. Me episode too. I'm on the whiskey I'm, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I let's one more thing I want to say before I get to the other thing was Aaron is not here, obviously, to the listeners. Aaron is not here because uh, we this is the one episode that we have to record not live. Okay, so Aaron is uh, it's too late for Aaron. He's got a, an actual job, unlike the rest of us. And um, so I'm going to do a Patreon episode with Aaron uh, where I will go through his picks for the glueys. So that'll be up there on the Patreon. And also for the Patreon listeners, I promised the Patreon listeners that I would give them either an edited version or the actual raw episodes for the, what I'm calling the last days of Fagcast. Ah, it's yes. five episodes of our, probably our best work of our transition from Fagcast to Timeline Earth. The reason Sometimes. why I wasn't able to get that out was because I left my laptop at home when I went up to New York, so I wasn't able to get the files, wasn't able to do the editing. That will be out at the same time as this episode, so you can go back to those five episodes and reminisce. I'm looking or you, for if you're, you know, listening for the first time, you can kind of see where this podcast all started. So, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Uhuru Kwanzaa, <laughs> Happy New Year to everybody. And besides that, also listeners, just check uh, the Patreon on Thursday. Aaron and I are supposed to be recording. His predictions episode on Wednesday. So uh, any unforeseen edits aside, it will be released on Thursday, um, depending on how many N-words he uses. Probably very few, but we'll see. Um, anybody else got any announcements? Otherwise, I will get into the first portion of my favorite episode of the year. 
Well, I just like to echo the appreciation and, and like what you were saying when, when you start a podcast, and you first get those fr- uh, like few listeners and, the, and you say 70 listeners. I mean, that's 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 kind of a lot, like especially lot. in this medium. Like, I don't know if people who aren't creating a podcast. I mean, God bless you if you're not. Um, but uh, <laughs> like right. the, the the if you have consistency and you have even 70 listeners, 100 listeners like you're like, that's kind of a lot. Um, so I, I, I literally, I want to say that when we hit about 500 listeners an episode, that was Goldilocks zone. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And now it's, so, it's, it's super fun now because we have a, like weirdly consistent listenership. Like it's mm-hmm. like the same number. It's like slightly more. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're growing, but it's like, sl- it's like a, the exact same number of listeners every week, essentially. Um, which is really cool. It's, it's cool that we, that is so much more cool to me than having a shitload of list, like way, way more listeners. Like, uh, like, you know, the bigger podcast is that we have, uh, a dedicated board and that's, and, and, and their interaction, which will come, you know, to light, uh, through the glueys as it always does, um, is just makes it a lot of fun and it makes it very interactive and it and brings, um, so much value, you know, it's both ways, right? You know, it's, it's just a lot of fun. So with that, I'm, I'm very excited to get into this, uh, bird. I I've been sitting, I got upgraded to a window seat in the exit row. So I had no table, but I was able to sit there and scroll down my notes, uh, on the flight as well as through the weekend, um, uh, for the glue. So I think I've got everything covered. I, I, before we start, I have a gripe. Okay. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, let's do a gripe before we do the glue. Delta airlines. Yeah. That's my gripe of the year. Delta <laughs> Airlines has done nothing but but provide me with misery. Mm. I've flown a lot through this year. Having moved to Florida, a lot of my connections are still in New York. Plus, I finally have a full, real job that gives me money where I can go and fly. So I've had the disprivilege of flying Delta several times this year. And particularly this last time that I flew Delta, they upgraded me to Comfort Plus. Comfort Plus, if you weren't realizing this, was is the seat size is half the size ah, of the regular the Delta. That's the plus. Yeah. You're the plus. You're the plus. The body is the plus in the seat. It's the fat guy seats. <laughs> so I, I I sat next to I sat in the least comfortable seat possible next to a woman who looks suspiciously like my girlfriend's mother. And that uh. was my flight. <laughs> you we will so, bring the seat, you bring the plus. So right. I right, exactly. So Delta's upgrade is a downgrade. So Delta, you're getting worst airline of the year. That's my first Gluey's nomination. Worst airline of the year. Car, do you have an opinion on worst airline of the year? I mean, it I is I don't fly them. I only fly American because the hub's right here. Uh and it, American it has is good. To, yeah, American's good. pretty pretty good. They, they pretty you good. know they have directs of wherever I need to go. So I I, mm-hmm. I fly through them for work. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that based on how many of my friends have been roasted consistently throughout the last year, really two years, right. I would say Southwest. And, and mm-hmm. it sucks because Southwest is a good airline. Southwest. Like they're, they're, well, they used to be. Yeah, they used to be. They used to be. It is, but this this uh, Christmas season left my friend group in absolute shambles. So, oh yes, I I heard, I yeah. heard people were people were fighting one another in the airports. Yeah, it was a as, disaster for as Southwest. As well, they should pause. Paz, do you have a worst airline of the year nomination before we get started with the glueys? I don't have the time or the money to fly places. I have no opinion. <laughs> well, honestly, that's honestly, the best way to do it. Yeah, you're better off because 
I remember, well, it's been about a year, actually, actually, to the day of recording, the 3rd of January, the first day I moved down to Miami, it's been my one-year anniversary since uh, leaving New York. I don't regret it at all. Not a little, even a little bit. I think everybody in New York who is even slightly sympathetic to the to the notions this podcast has put out, get the hell out of New York right now as soon as you can. Still, I know the COVID lockdowns have been um, uh, lessened, for lack of a better word, but get the fuck out of New York. Please yeah. do yourself a favor and get the fuck out of New York. In one year, I haven't regretted it even slightly. I don't miss any of my family members. You know why? I can go and fly to see them, just not on Delta. Let's begin the glueys, everybody. Let's go. Dun, 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 dun. 22. 2022. It was the newsiest year so far, even going back to Fadcast, by the way. I'm not sure why that was, but the total number of stories this year outpaced any we had in the previous year, including the total number of hours put into podcasting this year. Um, that was very interesting. I, I did the math on that. We put more hours... This year in than we did in any previous year, and that includes the Patreon, of course. Um, It's been a very newsy year, so let me give you some of the top news highlights of the year. And please feel free to comment and stop me whenever necessary. Number one, early on in the year, about to the year anniversary of the January 6th freedom protests, Ray Epps was finally cleared by the FBI. So Ray doing what just about every online libertarian anarchist and everybody else in this circle wants to do, get cleared by the FBI. He did it better than all of you. Next up, we s- continued the year strong in January. Hold on, when Tucker- hold on. I lo- yes, please. Here. Please. Did we ever figure out if Epps was, in fact, an FBI agent himself or not? I'll tell you right now, Pazzi was. Okay. I I'll was tell you right now that he was. On that. I, I was never able to fully decipher that thread of things. I thought it seemed like it, but I didn't know if there was a smoke. There is gun there. no way that after the number of illegal jailings people have received throughout the year, that the man caught on video saying to go into the Capitol building and then going into the Capitol building. He went into the Capitol building. There's no way. That he wasn't a part of the FBI, the CIA, or some other alphabet organization. No way. There you have On it. Earth. But we'll continue the year pretty strongly in January when Tucker Carlson complained about how M&Ms aren't sexy anymore. Do we remember that? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> was yes, that yes. just this year? Yeah, that was January this is my, 27th. This is, this is my favorite part of the Glueys, is, is I look back to, reminiscing? to compile my notes. Yes, it's reminiscing, because I look back to compile my notes, and obviously everybody's got different notes, and, and, and you're probably the more thorough bird, and it's just it's so fun to look back. People don't realize... Uh, you know, I take a lot of time to edit uh, edit these episodes and prepare for them. It took me a week this year to prepare for the Glueys because I really wanted to go back and listen to our old episodes and pick up the top stories. Um, another top story that I found continuing on into January, we have to remember that Whoopi Goldberg said the Holocaust was a white on white crime and therefore couldn't be racist. Ah, really makes you smile. Yes. yes. It really didn't makes she, you didn't, smile. Didn't she, didn't she recently <laughs> double down on that? Yes, she, she did. did. Yep. And it really makes you smile when you remember yeah. all the Kanye stuff. Oh, man. That's great. It's That's very good. good. Good for her. Good for her. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Timeline Earth, by the way, was way ahead of the curve because the government started distributing crack paraphernalia to the population. Incredible stuff. That was in February. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Here's another thing you probably remember. We may or may not have something to do with it, but in any case, we're thankful to the great hero who did the deed, the explosion of the Georgia Guidestones. We got them, boys. Hell yeah. Dude, we're so back. We're so back. 2023 (laughs) is our year. People don't understand. (laughs) I posted this earlier that 2023 is our year. And it is. This is the year. And somebody said, well, tell that to the food shortages. And I said, it's going to suck. But in the suck, it will be our year because hard men make hard times. Wait a minute. I don't remember what it is, but you remember the phrase. Hard men make horny podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll die on that. I'll die on that. Fine. I won't won't kill you on it. (laughs) All right. I don't have to. We also, we also, if you'll recall, we learned about the vabbing craze where women were using their vaginal sense to attract men. It's a win for heterosexuality, but it's a loss for humanity more generally. (laughs) 50 50. It's a toss up, man. It's a toss up. In March, we learned about the U.S. Post Office's podcast. Oh, I, mailing it. I, yeah, mailing it. There you go. I couldn't mailing remember it. the name of it. I really wonder how <sighs> that show is doing at this point. So somebody check in and see how they're doing. I listened we, to you know, an absurd amount of it. We figured out that we gave them an actual did listener you? bump after we shouted it out. We, we sure that? did. I know for a fact this podcast has at least 100 times the listener base they did. Yeah. I know for a fact. I know for a fact. We, we, however, we continued and entered the summer very strongly when we attached ourselves to the philosophy of the War Room podcast. We, I we. want to personally. <laughs> well, car, one way or another, you're in this ship yeah, until yeah, it sinks. Yep. I'm, I'm riding shotgun, baby. <laughs> so I want to personally thank Steve Bannon for giving us the greatest gift of them all inspiration. And I mean this sincerely when I say it. My girlfriend asked me the other day, Do you have any um, people you look up to? It was something to that effect. And I was really thinking in my mind, who do I look up to? And I couldn't think of anybody other than Steve. So, Steve, thank you, because I don't even know who I would be without you. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you greatly. We continue into July when old milkers Nancy Pelosi flew into China and almost started a major domestic (laughs) accident. That was incredible. Just five martinis deep stumbling into Taiwan. Doesn't that feel oh. like yesterday? It sure yes, does. it does. It's amazing. It's amazing also that we were able to survive the Red Sermon, the darkest moment in American history, probably ever. The, the Joe Biden speech <laughs> that proclaimed once and for all that he was the demon to control the great United States. We so also that was like rec- the yes. biggest supervillain moment in U.S. history, right? It's I can't think it of a single thing that had that impeccably evil of an aesthetic around it. Yes, that was just amazing. Think, when you think word. about the Trail of Tears by Andrew Jackson, when you think about the Declaration of the Civil War by uh, Abraham Lincoln, when you think about the internment of the Japanese by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Really, they all pale in comparison to the Red Sermon, the darkest moment in American history. 
I mean, just by sheer vibes and looks, yeah. Just the aesthetics. The I darkest. mean, you nailed it with that word, uh, pause. The aesthetics of the Red Sermon were just second to none. Yeah, it's truly dark. However, we also discovered this year, boys, it's time to congratulate ourselves. The secret to fighting against big oil and the gas regime during this great period of climate change we find ourselves in, as things continue to gradually cool down at a dramatic rate, we began burning trash for Ukraine. People all over America were burning trash for Ukraine. In the words of several great podcast hosts, it's awesome. (laughs) A truly triumphant moment. And here's another truly uh, triumphant moment for you. Another truly triumphant moment for you. Paul Pelosi talks down to several police officers who pull him over while he's drunk driving. Then he gets back in the car and drives away, goes home, and they can't do anything about it. What a Chad. What a Chad. (laughs) Amazing. You got to appreciate it. You really do. Continuing in the midsummer... If you'll recall, there was a man who was running for the mayor of Las Vegas named Robert Tells. He personally killed, destroyed a journalist named Jeff Gurman, who was supposedly smearing and slandering him. The interesting thing TLE uncovered was that he was investigating the Las Vegas shooting. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The great Adderall shortage of 2022 shook journalists, programmers, maybe podcast hosts all throughout the country. And in do the we span think there's of a nearly... correlation with the crypto crash. Yes, I do. Actually, I, I um, one of my nominees may or may not have something to do with a lot of Adderall. So we'll 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 get to that. Oh, that's very interesting, Carr. Mm-hmm. In the span of nearly two weeks. We had watermelons, condoms, dildos, sausages, uh, tomato sauce on a whole other mess of things spill all over the road. And therefore, we were nominated for the top tractor trailer spillage tracking podcast in America award by the streamies. We didn't win, but we were honored to be included. (laughs) Milk dumping, tomato soup splashing. And traffic-blocking climate activists perturbed our senses. And what antics will they possibly get up to this year? You remember all of them? Spoiling our favorite works of art and disrupting our traffic flows. Do you remember all of them? I wonder what they'll do this year. Perhaps they'll start suicide bombs. We'll see. We'll see. As we began to close out the year, we were graced with the public introduction of chat GPT, a strange robot that is extremely liberal. We'll see where it goes from there. Besides that, we also were graced with the presence of a nuclear guy or maybe a nuclear girl. I'm not sure. Sam Brinton was in charge of nuclear waste and then subsequently went to jail after he went on a stealing spree, stealing lots of women's luggage and wearing their clothing. The Kanye West saga if you'll remember, which suspiciously ended after he called Elon Musk a Chinese genetic hybrid. Hmm. We'll see where that goes in the near future. (laughs) Almost the entirety of the contiguous United States was inundated by a super blizzard, a bomba clot, as they're calling it, killing hundreds. My question to the audience, 
are you ready for food shortages yet? And also some incredibly important pieces of news that did not necessarily happen this year. However, they're so important that we still need to be reminded of it. We don't have a motive for the Las Vegas shooter. We still don't understand the role the military world games had to play in the creation and spread of COVID. And we don't know what the hell happened in New Mexico regarding the ISIS terror cell that killed and burned the bodies of several children. Finally, one of my favorite personal moments of the year, text messages with my dad. We covered this on a podcast before. I just want to bring it back up at 741 in the morning. One day, my dad texts me a link to the following story. Squadrons of monkeys in India kidnap a small boy and toss him off a roof and kill him instantly. His response, monkey baby thieves. Monkey baby thieves. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. And that is our wrap up for 2022. Now, you'll notice I missed a lot of stories. There's a lot more in 2022, hopefully proving my point that 2022, as I said in the beginning, was the newsiest year so far, and I have no reason to suspect that 2023 won't be even newsier. So I'm looking forward to it very much so. I just want to get a pulse check from you guys. Where are you at? Pause first. How are you feeling about podcasting potential owing to the news in 2023? You know, I feel that as long as we maintain our format, maintain our vibe, and maintain our internal coherency, our stock is going to continue trending up. Things are always happening faster, and we are Mm -hmm. in good position to respond to these things. Very much so. I totally agree with you. I also love the optimism. Car Campit, are you as optimistic? Oh, yeah, baby. I got one word. Let's go. Stonks. We're on Whoa! the up. We're on the up, baby. And and I oh, think this man. comes back to when when Paz was talking about cohesion of of hosts. This harkens back to something that you were mentioning probably three or four episodes ago that we basically don't interact all that much outside of the group chat, maybe, uh, other than when we're recording. And there's virtually mm-hmm. no chance for us to poison our relationship. It it, it no. is purely on air. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love the relationship we've cultivated. Oh, it's it's. I rough. love when I get to see you at Childeberg, and then I love when I get to talk to you dedicatedly once a week. It's great. Yep. It's the perfect relationship we've cultivated. It will not change, listeners. The one thing you can count on is that TLE will be here for you in 2023. We'll be right there by your side to tell you the news. We'll be right there by your side to. Uh, how do I put this eloquently? Explain to you what to think. And so with that, we'll get on to the Gluey Awards. Now, I gave the Gluey Awards to you in a certain order, but I'd like to do them in a different order if you don't mind. Um, If you have the ability to cross off categories as we go, that might be easier for you. Yeah, I'd like... I'd like first for us to talk about the best TV online moment of the year. The reason why is because it's the only category that I was unable to fill out. Does anyone else have a best TV online moment of the year? Yes. Do you pause? You know... I had a couple that I was thinking about for this category as I was going through and I was making my notes. 
And I thought long and I thought hard about this. And I don't necessarily know if it's appropriate for the category, but I'm going to throw it out there anyways. Okay. The purchase of Twitter by Elon Musk mm. had such tremendous energy around it. And I was just basking in the lib mm-hmm. tears as they mm-hmm. told me it was going to shut down today, every day, for three straight weeks. And I continued to enjoy it purely through the app, as I do, and encountered the same UI bugs I've had every day for six and a half years. <laughs> Literally nothing has changed about this app. Not a thing. <laughs> and I love it because I genuinely love Twitter. For as yeah. much as people talk about hating it and wanting to leave and wishing they were off it, it is a bright, bright spot in my life. So it, Elon it Musk's sure acquisition after burning a substantial portion of his fortune. I will I will second that, in fact, because that was something I was thinking about, but I didn't know if it counted. So I will second that pause. Car, what about you? I will third it. I have another Whoa. nomination as well, but I will third it because, as I believe Lee said one time, Twitter is where academics have to go to battle with the unwashed masses. And it's just <laughs> always fantastic to watch. Uh, just, you know, anonymous user, maybe somebody named perhaps El Pulpo, uh, interact <laughs> with, with someone with four PhDs. It's just amazing. And they just get outwitted yeah. every time. Um, every time by El Pulpo, specifically him, they get <clears throat> yes. outwitted every single time. Yeah. Now I'm not a hundred percent. Now, as I said, I've been a little bit unplugged, so I'm not sure if this technically qualifies for 2022 as it was breaking this last week, but my other nomination is the Waffle House chick. Is the that Waffle do, House chick? Yes. Pause. Do we, are we on, are we, am I the brawl that broke out in the Waffle House, which was probably not all that uncommon, obviously. I mean, brawls happen all the time in a Waffle House. That's where you brawl. Uh, but the Waffle House chick that grabbed the chair out of the air and threw it to the side. Oh, pause. You're on mute. I don't know. In the Zencaster. I don't know how I got muted there. But yeah, Carl, we're totally on the same page. That that was 2022, 100%. right? Yeah, snatching that chair out of the air, oh and knocking goodness. it down, just what, incredible. And what what a TV online moment. I mean, just really, really incredible. Not only that, but she landed like three uppercuts on some random jabroni. Incredible stuff. Just very yeah. Iconic. It was genuinely like a Street Fighter yep. arcade moment IRL. It was just yes. amazing. Yes. People were disturbed about the fact that she was so white trash when she put out the video of herself, and I thought it was endearing, personally. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It was very endearing. Well, we I need don't to know what people white were expecting. Women. Yeah, I know, right? I don't, yeah, they were expecting some sort of European warrior woman, but they got something better, in my opinion. They got something a lot better. Agreed. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next category that we have. God, I'm looking at all the categories now. <laughs> and yeah. I don't and by know the, which, and which by the way, next. <laughs> when, when you were talking about crossing out categories, I'm deleting. So we can, there is no going back. We, we, There's we have, no going we back. Must Holy moly. Okay. Well, it's all on recording, so it's yeah. never really going to be deleted. But I'll join you in that. I'll, I'll okay. delete as well. Let's do... Bandito of the year and then donkey of the year. We're okay. ready to do that one. Yep, All right. So absolutely. let's do donkey of the year, which, which for the uninitiated is the worst criminal of the, of the year award. So for myself, 
Of course it's going to go to Sam Bankman-Fried. If you're mm-hmm. going to be a criminal, pull up your suspenders and show a set of nuts. Sam Bankman-Fried, for all the... Do you remember when they pulled in uh, ooh, Bernie Madoff and he was going to jail and he knew he was going to jail for the rest of his life and he smiled at the camera like the little demon he was? You can't possibly be a good criminal if you're like little Sam Bankman Fried and you go to a New York Times meeting and you're on your little Zoom call and you're looking down and you're like, I, I didn't know it was going to happen. What a loser Sam Bankman Fried is. So he's getting my Donkey of the Year award, my Worst Criminal of the Year award. Pause, do you have a Worst Criminal of the Year award? Well, you took the obvious answer. There's literally <laughs> nothing else a person can say. It's got to be him trying to play like gotta he didn't him. know it was wrong to run three sets of books to try and wash his money through Korea using a visible account to freaking sure. have an employee portal to request customer funds to buy houses with. <laughs> it just atrocious. Donkey. Bad things were done, and he was bad at doing them. The only possible sure. answer. So true. And Carr, I suspect... I'm going to have to actually disagree with you guys. Whoa! Okay. <clears throat> and that's going like to come into play a little bit later. I had okay. three. I had three Whoa. here. Uh, I settled on one, but I'll give you the three, just, just to toss it out there. I have some honorable mentions in other categories, too. I think that's fine. Okay. Um, but I will settle on one. One was Zelensky. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of just because he'll come of into play obvious. later for me, yeah, yeah yep. and he'll probably come into play later for me as well. The other was Hunter Biden, but that one was kind of played out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, and this goes back to something that we were talking about earlier. I think my worst criminal of the year, because of the exposure, is the FBI, and maybe more specifically Ray Epps. Wow. Yeah. Really? That, that's that's my. I think so. They 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 are have been embarrassed on a national stage. Won't matter. Yeah. But they've yeah, been yeah. embarrassed on a national stage, um, doing clunky censorship, uh, and so for that they are awarded my donkey of the year. Wow i I didn't think that that was coming, but that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Well, now let's go to best criminal of the year, the bandito. Of the year award, I, I just hinted to it. Vladimir Zelensky is the best criminal of the year. The guy yeah, I, went from Jewish fascist to darling of the li- neoliberal media in the span of several months. Totally. Totally. So I'm going to push guy. back there. I think the bandito of the year has to be the Pelosi family. Ah. Oh. I mean, that's true, man. In broad daylight, they get away with robbing. And then her husband's thing with the male hooker. Yeah. I mean, what was going on there with the police corruption around the home invader? That's true. They are so far above the law, they can do literally anything they want to. Well, in speaking of far above the law, and I guess this kind of goes back to what you were saying about Zelensky, I actually nominated SBF here. Whoa, uh, as the best criminal of the year? Yeah, because, I mean... Shocking. What, he's on house arrest? I mean, he's he's basically gotten away with the most he insane Ponzi scheme of all time, except for yeah. perhaps Zelensky. I mean, um, it's not even a Ponzi scheme. It was outright It was theft. just outright theft. <laughs> yeah, theft out of sheer fraud. curiosity, Carr, do you think SBF got away with it because 
the fundamentally the people charging and 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 committing him have no understanding of cryptocurrency or do you re- or do you think it's something deeper about the triumph of his own criminality i think that it is a um I think that the people charging him were involved. And so that's why he's mm. going to get away with it. And and okay. based on what I've been observing from wallet activity, I think he's going to get away with a lot of money. And I don't know that he's ever going to see the inside of a cell. Um, so I, I, I have nominated him. The other nominee I had was the Merchant of Death, Victor Bout, who uh, oh, just looks there's like a good an one. absolute stud. Um, yes. It, that guy doesn't know a bad camera i mean the guy he's just what a good looking guy oh my god i mean uh, you know he's a guy who will make you go am i straight right exactly (laughs) yes and so you know anytime you go listen what a man (laughs) anytime it moves i nominate and that's that's a general rule That's a general gluey. All right, I'm going to write that down for your donkey of the year nomination too. <laughs> okay, fine. Very fine, very fine. Yeah, no, I, I, I see where you're coming from there. I think something I suffered from in picking a lot of these categories was when I was reviewing them, I was very aware of the recency bias. Yes. And so yes. I kind of went in the reverse and I tried to pull people from long ago. I appreciate and, that. Um, but I but I do see where you're coming from. What better award for the best criminal of the year than a guy who gets traded for, let's be honest, for some lesbian basketball player. Right. Let's be honest. Incredible. A guy who's responsible for the deaths of hundreds, and thousands com- of African people. And, and comes out of jail probably looking better than he did going in. Or I assume, I Ever. hope so, because if he looked better going into jail than now... Holy moly, that guy must have just been absolutely... I mean, he could have banged any guard in the jail. No For doubt. sure. Let's give a big rip to Uncle Ted, by the way. A okay. guy who's very controversial, of course. Mm-hmm. A guy who did it his own way. If there was ever a man who summarized the famous Frank Sinatra cover, My Way, <laughs> it's Uncle Ted. So... <laughs> Rest in peace, Uncle Ted. You were a troubled guy. Maybe you didn't do everything the way I wanted you to do. But rest in peace, Uncle Ted. Also, rest in peace to Benedict XVI. We lost a lot of great people this wow. year, actually. Very there good. were a lot of excellent folks who we lost this year. Pauses, pauses. <laughs> pauses tapping his foot, waiting for the Benedict XVI uh, yeah, yep, yep. thing he's, to end. He's, he's peeking through the blinds, looking for the, the Jehovah's Witness hit squad or whatever it is. We Not lost, Jehovah's Witness. But Jesuits. We did, but we really Jesuit did, hit squad. We did, yeah. we did lose a lot of really good people in 2022. We'll surely lose a lot more in 2023. Um, I hope one of them isn't Ron Paul. Ron Paul is fucking going Hanging strong, in, baby. by the way. Hanging yeah, really in. going strong. And we hope he lasts at least till 2028. Yeah. I mean, you he's got five more years. I hope he outlasts me. I hope yeah. he outlasts me. I do too. I would. I would give my life that Ron Paul may live. How about that? There you go. That's the oh. only libertarian thing I'm going to say for the rest of this podcast. Now let's move on to another category. Let's go to. Let's do a quick one. Libertarian of the year. The Libertarian of the Year award. Now, this was our first category 
um, that we used to do when we originally did the Glueys back in the Fagcast days. I think we did the Glueys in the Fagcast days, right? Yeah, I think so. Car- yes, we did. Something something at least like the Glueys we did in the in the Fagcast days. And so we we we've always nominated a Libertarian of the Year because, like it or not, a lot of our listeners have moved on from Libertarianism. A lot of them have stayed on Libertarianism. A lot of the hosts have moved on. A lot of the hosts have stayed, and some of them are tied in between, like me. I'd like to give a shout out to the Libertarian of the Year to John Osterhout. John Osterhout works for Reason Magazine, edits a lot of their debates, the Soho Forum debates, uh, does a lot of great article work. Got to meet him personally at a wedding that I attended. What a great guy. I'm five foot six. He's probably six foot five. That was a funny thing to meet. I want to give a shout out to John Osterhout because I had a great conversation with him. That is the spirit of libertarianism that I am hoping comes back to the forefront in 2023 because libertarianism, like it or not, admit it or not, is struggling in terms of aesthetics in the year 2022, and I'd like to see them make a resurgence. So shout out to you, John. You are keeping the spirit of libertarianism alive in Reason Magazine, in libertarianism generally, in the Mises Caucus, so on and so forth. Um, Carr, who's your update for, uh, who's your nominee for the Libertarian of the Year Award? I think this man <clears throat> may have been a Libertarian, or a, a nominee of mine before, but, uh, you know, I appreciate, I still am a Libertarian, um, uh, and this man embodies what I love about Libertarianism, and that's Libertarianism in action. Um, it's Guy Swan. Um, he's been out of there. Of course. Absolutely hitting the pavement, helping people understand the tools that they can use to insulate themselves from the harm of the state. And uh, he's just been out there banging the pavement day in, day out. I, I love it. I consume his content. It's super helpful. And uh, it would, I would be, I, I would, I would hate to have a glue pass without him receiving a nomination for something. And this Very seems fair. like his nomination. So pause before we get to yours. I want to uh, press you more car on that. Okay. We were, I was talking with a couple of people about libertarianism recently, and, I, and something that I came to the conclusion of, which this is not new, a lot of our listeners probably have realized this too, but it seems like the, I said the only effective, but to be diplomatic, you could also say the most effective. It seems like the most effective branch of libertarianism, the branch of libertarianism that has proven itself to be modern and willing to take up the challenge, has yep. been the agorists, has been the Bitcoiners, has been the programmers. Now, it seems like your pick embodies that. Where are you at on libertarianism generally? Do you feel like it's becoming a digital thing? Because it didn't used to be. I think that properly expressed in its most useful format for the end user, um, in our day and age, you must incorporate some of the digital. Um, So... I guess, I guess that would be a very quick summary of where I'm at there. Uh, cool. Yeah, I, I think that um, <clears throat> when you look at the most hardcore libertarians and the ones that are doing um, the most – that are the most effective, I suppose, I think that right. it is in that realm. That was where I bas- – there's a lot of – uh, even f- from our friends who challenge us really to be better and then from our enemies who hope us to be worse, there's a lot of, like, where is libertarianism at in 2022? What's it doing? Because I think, Carr, even you agree, 
among other philosophies, libertarianism was really tested during COVID. A lot of people fell off the wagon because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the Bitcoiner, I think of Rollo. As much as I hate Rollo's guts, I also love Rollo. Yes. And I think of people like Rollo and Slappy. I think of our Bitcoiners out there. I think of the Peaceful Treason podcast guys. And yep. I go, if you're not in Bitcoin, you're not in the game. If you're a yes. libertarian, you're not in the game. So it's, are you in agreement with me there? I, I agree. Yeah, generally. Yeah. It seems like that's the way forward. Yes. I agree. Uh, pause. Your libertarian of the year award. My libertarian of the year is going to be ace. Of course. Yep. That dude called the line on what he thinks. Yes. And has been consistent in his principles more so than literally any other person I've ever known. This is probably the only episode of the year where I will, I'm willing to be candid on the main show. Mm -hmm. And I will say that over the year, we've had a lot of people break from the movement, including myself, frankly. I've just been quiet about it. I don't feel the need to fight with people. But Ace, a lot of people have dissented from Ace. And I, I would also love to give a really warm shout out to him. Yes. Because he is, no matter what you think, that guy fights for what he believes. I, I know it's on Twitter. It's argument. The amount of minds that Ace has probably changed is more than most people can claim. Or at least challenged. At least challenged. I look at Ace's timeline and I go, that's what libertarians think. <laughs> I'm glad it's not my timeline. <laughs> that's what that's I also at. very <laughs> that's fucking what true, I dude. When I look at... <laughs> I'm glad that Ace it's has, not my You're time. so right, Pause. I don't mean to take up your time, but Ace is a close friend of mine. And I've been silent on a lot of his interactions. Well, not silent. I go into DMs and I disagree with him. I talk to him about stuff and I haven't been so satisfied with some of his answers and with other answers of his, I pump my fist and I go, thank goodness. And the one consistent thing about Ace that, that you can say about him that you can't really say about many other people, that guy has a fucking engine and he fights for what he believes. And if we had more people like that on any end of the spectrum, Maybe we'd all kill one another and figure out who's the best very quickly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, shout out to him. As you said, there's been some very real splinters, even within our community. Very real. In the past year. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is, I've been a theory hater for a long time. I've been a politics as identity hater for a long time. And Ace is still my friend. Love that dude to death. And he is so consistent. He is the libertarian of the year, as far as I'm concerned. He is the and most he, consistent man yes, of the year. 100%. Yep. Shout out sure. Ace. Shout out. Shout out Ace, for sure. Ace has probably won the most awards, by the way, of anybody on this show. Yeah, it's highly about, He's probably Extremely won one every likely. year. It's yeah. probably won one every year. All right, let's move on to the next category. The most triumphant moment of the year. Now, uh, this is probably revealing something about me, but I could not figure out what to nominate for this. Give me one second to think in my head of what the most triumphant year, the moment moment of the year was. My thought on it is 
the moment the COVID lockdowns were proclaimed over. Now, Mm. I'm picking that off the very top of my head. I didn't write it down. I'm picking it off the top of my head. But we for years, we for years on this podcast proclaimed the over moment of that stupid, awful mind virus that came over all these people. And it was good to finally get that moment where we where it ended. And, and I'll tell you my specific experience. I'm looking at the calendar right now and it says January 3rd, 2023. That's when we recorded this. Picking up the kayfabe, we don't record on Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. January 3rd, 2022 was the first day. It was the day my mom got on a plane and flew back to New York. It was the first day of my life where I was alone. Lived alone, took a breath of, oh my God, I'm free, finally. And a huge aspect of my deciding to move to Florida in the first place and my continued appreciation of the state of Florida and the city of Miami is very much because I got out of the COVID madness. So my most triumphant moment of the year is the end of the COVID pandemic because it it is symbolic of my personal growth as a human being. So I would say that's my most triumphant moment of the year. Uh, Car, your most triumphant moment of the year? Well, shoot, man, I had one picked out, but I I, I think <clears throat> yours yours might trump mine. Um, I, I think that in general, whether it's whether it was a war that of attrition that was lost on their end or won on our end. Um, it was, it, it was very triumphant to kind of push back and push over topple the COVID regime to the point where it would be very difficult to bring it back, at least in this form. Um, and so I do, I might even change mine to that, uh, whether that be even Whoa. small, even small acts of, the airlines giving up and saying, because that, that really, for me, um, being in Texas, the only remnants of COVID that lasted beyond a few weeks after the initial, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve or whatever it was, was when I had to travel, when I had to fly. Right. Um, right. And, and their giving up on the masks was a kind of a head nod to the idea that this thing is done. It's just over. Um, sure. We don't, we, we're not going back. Um, or at least even if they try to go back, the majority of the, the, the people's will is not to go back. Right. My original nomination, and I think I am going to change to what you're talking about, Bird, but my original <laughs> nomination was the Twitter files. Like, I, I think that was that was just really? a really fun um, again, not expecting something to change overnight, but triumphant. Uh, and maybe it, part of this is my Wilder West series and where I have a little bit of a, a soft spot for this kind of stuff. Um, a, a bandito coming in, buying all the rights and saying, yeah, here, here's everything that they were saying. I thought that Did was you like your triumphant. music from last episode. <laughs> I, you know, I loved it. I loved it. it was, I, I it truly, was, I think that was one of our greatest episodes. It's, it's, uh, it was something. It was I mean, so it was stupid. Something. It was dumb. Yeah. Um, pause before we get to yours. I want to ask Carr about something okay. in regards to that. I was talking with Rollo and Rollo was talking about the Twitter files. And the only thing I said to him, I don't remember if I got a response or not, but if I did, he was probably agreeing with me. 
the way that they're releasing the Twitter files seems to not be conducive to people learning the most they can. Do you agree hmm. with that? I don't know. That, yeah, that's an interesting question. Learning the most they can? I'm not sure. Um, I think I've been in general agreement with the way that they're releasing them in that it's like a hit every few days um, so that it's difficult for it to go away. Um, learning the most. Hmm. I would have to think about something that. about sure Twitter and the fact that Taibi is releasing the information on Twitter is not conducive to my learning experience very much. OK, it's it, it's for some reason I could read an essay and it doesn't feel like a drag. But if I read a Twitter uh, a post that's the same length, oh my god, it's hard to get through. What would be your so, what would be your Substack. preferred Substack? Okay. Yeah, I I would love Taibi to make a book out of this, and I, I hope th- he does. Would, yeah, that would be great. I I no, I I think I generally agree with that. I think that there was value in releasing it on Twitter, but yeah, I think a, I think a belt and suspenders approach here would be appropriate. Um. Uh, Did I substack. tell you I switched to suspenders? Did I tell you that I switched <laughs> to suspenders exclusively? Yeah. I don't wear belts anymore. I bought some right? suspenders the other day. I got the approval from the girlfriend. Oh, those look good. That's it. I wear suspenders now. Done. So I'm a suspenders kind of guy. So if you're not delivering the news to me in a way that a guy who wears suspenders would read, a suspenders form. it's not going to get to me. <laughs> That's great. It's not going to get to me. Yeah. Pause your... Oh, God, I don't even remember what category Trial we're on. Your category? Year. Yeah. <laughs> Your category so, of the year? I'm going to go a little self-centered here with my triumph of the year. I had a real we're all going to make it moment uh, in okay. July for my one-year uh, performance review at my actual meat space job. And yes. I got myself the first substantive raise of my lifetime Hell yeah. on yes. merit qualifications. Kings, baby. You know what? You and I probably got a raise at the same time. I got one around um, June that that made me feel like a real adult. Hell yeah. Yeah. Kings being kings. Love to hear it. The kings are ascending to emperors. That's what's happening right now. Love it. That's what's happening. Congratulations, Paz. Seriously. I'm sure all the audience are clapping for you as well. That's a big moment in a man's life when he finally earns. When he finally earns. Congratulations. Um... Let's move to, oh, there's a lot of good categories left. Uh, uh, card, pick pick a category. Don't pick king of the year or loser of the year. I'm saving those for the last two. Can Any of the others. Most frustrating moment of the year? <laughs> yes, we can. Okay, <laughs> do you because I have first? one for this. <laughs> yeah, go first. My most frustrating uh, moment of the year, and this is something that happens in... The American milieu. <laughs> that I'm so I, mad already. <laughs> I'm. It's so frustrating when it happens. Um, and that was the immediate importation of the U- Ukraine conflict into the American culture war. <laughs> it is yeah. so frustrating and baffling. I, I just don't I'm get it. I'm tired of it. It's so it. I frustrating. Thought, I haven't thought for. I haven't thought for five minutes about Ukrainians before this year. <laughs> no, and and honestly, I still don't really think about them. It's just like it's like it gets appended onto every other culture war issue. I hate it. Is like Ukraine, and like I don't know, like it doesn't seem yeah. to me like, and particularly because it has been uh, glommed onto by the American left, I, I don't really understand it. It's it, my understanding of Ukraine is that they were not necessarily a liberal paradise. 
um, no. prior to they 2022. Well. It sounds like it was it was kind of a hellhole. Yeah. And where, you know, you say the liberals, but the fucking Republican Party has been all over them too, dude. It's the when the Uniparty forms over an issue like this, it's the most frustrating gaslighting situation in the world possible. It, yes. And and when the the uniparty forms over a certain decision and then it gets yes. adopted by the culture war of the bottom yes. in one oh. way or another, it's just like I don't understand it. I don't I'm understand at my it job at and they're talking about Ukraine and I'm and I'm sitting there and I'm going None of you even could can at the present moment locate this country on a map. I don't care about you. Don't know where it is. You don't know a single Ukrainian. Nobody cares about. You don't care about the genocide going on in Myanmar. You don't care about the genocide going on in 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 China. You don't care about the genocide going on in Ethiopia against the. uh, uh, I I don't even remember the group. I don't even know. There's so many things that people on a daily basis don't pay attention to that they should choose this shithole in Eastern Europe to pay attention to, which has been at war with Russia for probably two decades at this point, that they need to pretend to give a fuck is the most frustrating thing in the eye. I I almost want to change my current frustrating moment of the year because of what you've said. Change it. I'm not going to because what I've chosen is similar, but pause in the interest of courtesy, please, what's your most frustrating moment of the year? Mine is actually a subset of the Ukrainian question. There was a moment, I think I actually had it on air with you guys, when I discovered the existence of the Doge avatar, Ukraine stands. <laughs> and then I searched their hashtag for all of three minutes, and I was just so unbelievably angry with the existence of these people. What is, what it are you was, describing? It's the like most egregious psyop I've stands? seen in years. No, there are, they are just neoliberal glowy bot networks Ugh. with doge avatars who will get into the replies of literally anyone on either side talking about yeah. Ukraine and just do oorah cheer squad routines nonsense it's yeah. a bizarre thing because like if you don't care about ukraine then everybody accuses you of being like a like for the russian war machine it's like i don't know i don't care yes. about either of these places like, it's so all. weird because i probably more than most people who make that accusation know ukrainians i grew up in a in a neighborhood that bordered a ukrainian neighborhood in new york um so a lot of my friends are either russian or ukrainian beyond that i work at a company a tech company where probably 100% of our engineering staff is Ukrainian, and I've gotten to know them. They're great people. They're awesome people. Yeah. It's so frustrating for me that I can't just go, hey, bud, I know for a fact that if Canada decided to invade New York, you wouldn't shed a tear, you wouldn't send a dollar. So why the fuck do I have to pretend I care about your little shitty situation? And I want to say this to them, but I can't. I'm not allowed physically, not allowed to, but I know that's the deal. Being an American in 2022 means you can't you can't look at other countries and go, oh, how sad for them, because they look at you and go, you're a fat Amerifat loser, and I hope fat. you get invaded by the next nearest empire. 
That's what they think about us. And they will continue to think that about us until the day we are invaded by China. So it makes me feel very not sympathetic to their situation. And I maybe it's not fair, but I'm sure about 75% of our listeners agree with me. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Yeah, because I mean, they would not come to our aid. And I wish the best for the people, but like, sure, it's like yeah, your government sucks. Like, why? I'm not rooting. Yeah, it's for fascist, and I like yeah. this idea that now we're supposed to pretend, even though every single news outlet was talking about how we were sending money to fascists before this war started. Now we have to pretend like they're not fascists anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah. The rainbow. Flag and I know and Ukrainians who talk about their government. Like, it's not fascist. I know that. And yet I know the news articles that I see where Zelensky just recently, like within the past two days of this recording, passed an article of his Congress that means he can limit journalists. He can limit any form of criticism of his government. Crazy. So if they did that here, I would call it fascist. But because it's over there... You're supposed to call it democracy. And I know I'm not saying anything new, and I know I'm just sitting on a soapbox here, but like anybody who's still on the Ukraine thing, grow up for just please grow up and be an American and stop being having the wool pulled over your eyes by fascists. It's the dumbest fucking thing that's happened this year for sure. Um, So that's. Pause's most frustrating moment of the year. My most frustrating moment of the year is a little more comedic. The fact that I called for a major domestic incident to occur and it just <laughs> never I forgot happened. about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. We had 11 major domestic incidents in the year occur before my stupid prediction and then zero afterwards. I should All just, quiet. I should All just quiet call, on the Western Front. <laughs> I should just call for the major domestic incidents to happen every year and we'll probably be better off. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, well, I forgot about so that. Hold on, though. It's not like we didn't. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Wait, what did we you say? Never, pause? We never covered this on TLA. Pause, explain. Well, it would have been what? Just a few weeks ago, right? It was. Yeah, we that never, we just didn't have a chance to cover it. Shot up a bunch of power substations in the oh. Pacific Northwest. Yes. And it just came out in the last couple of days that they did it to disable the power and therefore security cameras to a store they wanted to rob. Wow, so I didn't know thousands that was the of people. That's the stated reason. That doesn't mean huh. it wasn't a psyop, and that's not the cover story. But you know, the stated reason is that they shot them up to turn off the power to a store to rob it. Thousands and thousands of people lost power to their homes in the middle of a winter storm. It I, was a real domestic now, incident. Now, pause. Maybe you can clarify my memory here. Didn't it happen in multiple cities? It happened in multiple states. So it did, yeah, right? There were happened two in my incidents. The one there I'm talking incidents. about okay, was yes. the Pacific Northwest just a few weeks ago and a few and weeks And then there was another that. one in Idaho. North Carolina. North Carolina, was it? Was it North Carolina? North Carolina yep, just outside yeah. of what uh, yeah, Lee's been covering that in his, uh, in his newsletter. Uh, just outside you know, of as the, a guy who's slightly sympathetic to that whole anarcho-primitivist cause, boys, if you're going to go shoot something up... Shoot up a power station. See yeah. what happens. A million Ted Kaczynskis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where go- The only guy who had it right. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's dead. <laughs> All right. Let me get rid of frustrating moment of the year on my thing. Let's go to the next in-group thing. Uh, let's do... 
the moose moment of the year. Mm-hmm. And I'll give mine because I had a couple of honorable mentions. My first honorable mention, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and then getting a standing <laughs> ovation. That's that a moose moment. moment. Yep. That's a moose moment. I hate that it happened because I love Chris Rock, but that's a moose moment of the year. Another one, Lori Lightfoot declaring she has the biggest dick in Chicago. <laughs> was that just this year? That was this year, man. That was back in, if I recall correctly, I think it was the spring of this year. Like March or something, right? Yeah, it was earlier in this year. It was the spring of this year. But my moose moment of the year, and this is a guy who's going to win, has at this point is now going to win two awards. Every single time that little cargo pants wearing Ukrainian shit dog, Vladimir Zelensky was able to squeeze another billion dollars out of this country while people suffering from the damage of hurricane Ian couldn't get a dollar from the federal government congratulations for the moose moment of the year you really moosed florida vladimir zelensky go fuck yourself car (laughs) what's your moose moment of the year my moose moment of the year was the bombing of the nord stream 2 pipeline (laughs) yeah i thought that was very (laughs) i forgot about that I, that was very moose like. Yes. It was like, and you oh have yeah, Biden you wanted saying you do this? a year ago he's gonna blow the pipeline up, yeah, <laughs> and then doing it. That's so moose like, man. That's well, just moose that's, behavior. I want you to remember that moose behavior, and it'll tie into a later a later award of mine because that is a key moment for sure. Pause. What's your moose moment of the year? Zelensky's getting it from me too, but wow. specifically for having the balls to roll into our Capitol building and oh, demand God. money in front of our Congress. In a and they stupid gave it cargo to pants and, and camo shirt. little fucking cargo pants and yeah. camo shirt. But fucking loser. And yet, we all nominated him for several awards. Yeah, looks like he's winning. <laughs> looks like he's winning. <laughs> I mean, you have to be with the balls that guy has, for sure. I would do that. And you know, I'm going to be totally honest. If I was in his position, I'd do the same thing. I'd do the same thing. Yeah. So I can't even blame the guy. I can't even blame the guy. Florida needed money. I'd kowtow my little stupid cargo pants and camo t-shirt and fucking go and get that money too. So congratulations, Vladimir Zelensky. It seems like you've got a, an award to take home, two awards to take home at the very least. Let's do uh, next up, gentlemen, let's do the best Twitter newcomer. I gotta oh. get some. I've gotta get some ats for this. Does anybody have one for this? I got one. Okay, go and ahead. I, and I don't know if he's new to Twitter, but I think he's new to. Well, I want to clarify. Can I clarify that Please exactly do. as you said, Carr? I was talking in a in a group chat before about the best Twitter newcomer. Best Twitter newcomer means best to our perception. So it's not whether or not they logged into Twitter for the first time this year. Right. It's whether or not we as individuals noticed them for the first time this year. Right. So, Carr, that being said, who's your best Twitter newcomer of 2022? So last year, I think we nominated Gnome, and I think that was a we did brilliant nomination. Um, Me too. This year. One of my favorite. I, th- I think it's got to be Wild Bill, right? Wild That's a really good Bill. one. Yes. I mean, he's, he's been on out mine. here. He's been he's out online. there pumping out misinformation with the best of them. I mean, he's, just, <laughs> yes. he's, he's incredible. I mean, the guy's, a, the guy's a powerhouse. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, 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 pause your best Twitter newcomer of the year. 
You know, I am going to go with uh, Filthy Astartes at Simple Douchebag. My War Games collaborator. Of course, that's your that's your podcast co-host, right? He's going to be your YouTube co-host, is it? Yes, yeah, and he nice. is relatively new to Twitter in general and certainly new this year to my introductions, but he has an absolute heart of gold. He is a great gentleman and we've become Is he like fast uh friends. is he like one of our kind of people? Uh yes and no. I mean, he's literally a Venezuelan refugee. Okay, well that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do so it. he is Well, cuz he's in Miami, anti- so. Yeah. Extremely anti-communist, came to the US to get away. And uh, we've bonded right. over a shared hobby. He's well, my I look best forward to meeting him if he's down here in Miami. I'd love to meet him. Yeah, um, I mean, if I ever, ever get my fucking ass down there, I'll make an introduction. I'll buy you a plane ticket, man. Let's get it done. Let's do it. Let's do a podcast in person. I think it would be legendary for sure. Um, Car Campit, your best Twitter newcomer of the year. Is Wild Bill. I'm sticking with it. Wow! Did I miss that? Did I double down? That's pretty yes, interesting. Wild Bill. <laughs> yeah. My best Twitter newcomer of the year is I couldn't decide. I'm just going to be honest. I couldn't yeah. decide. Stuff. I got awards for at Boob Rejector Grant. I got awards for uh, I got to do all their at symbols. Wait, now. is that Grant from I, Chile? Uh, Grant was never at Chile, though. I'd like him to come. No, Grant. Uh, uh, at, one Grant sh- was. Really? We had a Grant there? Well, you know what? I'd like to meet that Grant. How about oh, that? Oh, yeah. He's, he's, like he's, 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 a, he's, he's a good time. I drank beers at, with him on a tailgate of a truck for a while. Oh. You know what? I probably did, too. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, we were all there Shout on the last day. Shout out to that Grant also. How about that? Shout out to that Grant also. He's Two Grants. Shout out to at Chunky underscore Buttons. Chunky is a new... Uh, a member of the of of a group chat that I'm in. Shout, shout out to him. Shout out to Sweeps. I have to get his at Sweeps. 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 Uh, I can't find it. Anyway, shout out to Sweeps. Maybe I'll put it in post right here. And then finally, Wild Bill. Yes. I had to. I had to. Cause well, I mean. He's the best. Uh, He's, so he generates misinformation with the best. This is going to be a shared award between you four. Shout out to you. Love it. Shared award. I, I can't possibly choose between. I, I think this year, 2022, other than the year when I met Anarchy Ball, Pete, Car You, Paz You, Aaron You, there was one year where I met all you guys. That was the best year. This is my second best year of meeting new people. Like we've met, I've met some incredible people online who I can't wait to meet in person. So shout out to all you. Um, and now on that note, let's do board member of the year. I'm going to mm-hmm. go first on this one. First of all, I want to give a shout out to at gnome child 19. He's on it again. Sure. Uh, what a great guy. I-, I-, I talk with him every single day. Seriously. What a solid guy. Great fish posting. Great music taste. Me and him bond on music a lot. And also, just a great guy. Just a fun guy. Also, shout out to Brandon Smith NBK, at Brandon Smith NBK. Brandon, uh, the free state native. I don't know. I don't know if he's native or if he's just native to New Hampshire or whatever. The de- I don't know what the deal is there, but 
Love to meet you in person, Brandon. Brandon is always in my DMs giving me tips about things to do for this podcast. He's sent me articles, news stories, topics to cover. So he's been an invaluable resource for me uh, on things to cover. So shout out to you, Brandon. Finally, the guy who I'm going to give the award to, the most solid fan of this show in grouper, one of the best people I've ever met, most genuine people I've ever met, at Dog Cigarettes, Goose. Goose, <laughs> you're getting the award. I love you, buddy. We shared a great moment together at Childerberg. I will never forget. I know he's listening right now. I know he's struggling, and I know he's triumphing. I hope you continue to triumph, my brother. You win Best Board Member of the Year to Goose. Uh, Carr, your Best Board Member of the Year? I have four. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if I can decide. Okay, um, let's hear why, it. Well, Wild Bill already won an award, so maybe we, we sure, lay off Wild sure, sure. Bill. But the Ukraine yep. trash stuff was just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True, magnificent, yeah. Yep. Uh, another one that uh, I won't give is at, because I'm not sure, I haven't like DM'd him, and he's pretty low-key. I'm, I'm actually okay. hesitating to give his anything but how about you uh, give his at and i'll block it in post if we need to okay uh i don't know what his at is but it's spetsnaz do you know who that is no i do okay yeah he's he he dms me a lot he's in europe um so i get a lot of uh in like europe stuff from him um he's great i always have to nominate stateless med dude's awesome um of course all sorts of information about um uh, you know, the, the insights from the medical side of things from in inside the beast. Uh, and then the other one you will remember from Childerberg, she was camping. She and her husband were camping right yes. next to me. Uh, yes. Olivia? Yes. Yes. She had the TLE shirt. It was She's embroidered. the best, dude. She's the and, best. The both of them are awesome. Yes, they're they're incredible. And uh, apparently uh, she v- feeds her baby while listening to TLE. So we need to make sure to pump out <laughs> content. So the, the baby we got we got nourished. breastfeeding ladies listening yes. to this podcast. Yes, that's yes, going to yes, cause yes. autism. Sorry, oh, I know. Yeah. that's an autism. <laughs> yeah, well, that's <laughs> autism waiting to happen. Don't want to do that. You don't want to so, do that. <laughs> those are my four. Those are my four. I I cherish our female listeners because there's a, it's about ten percent of our audience. So I yeah, really most, cherish yeah, them. Yeah, high high <laughs> high number. High estimate. I love it. <laughs> uh, pause. Your best board member of the year award. You know, this one's going to come out of left field a little bit, maybe. Maybe okay. I'll get accused of boys chat homerism. But okay. I am going to give best board member to Jay for being Whoa. willing to serve as my lawyer when the rest of the board tried to call me on the carpet. Wow, we got a Jay nomination on here. And you thought, you know, I banned Jay from being nominated last year. So that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Sneak it in as he does, as his kind will do. It's so annoying that Jay and I live 25 minutes away. And I think I've seen him three times this year in total. (laughs) Sneaking around, skulking around the bank vault. Jay, Jay, you snuck in, though. You don't deserve it, you bastard. You got it. You sure got that award. Congratulations. Um, before we get on to our marquee awards of the year, the king of the year and the loser of the year, I want to go to the final best in-group moment of the year. Now, gentlemen, I don't know if you were struggling about this, but for about a three or four days, I was really struggling to think of an answer to this topic. 
But then it came to me as I was searching through our episode titles. That's what I ended up doing. I ended up searching through our episodes. And I can't believe I didn't remember this until right now. The most extremely triumphant and wonderful in-group moment of the year. The TLE podcast took over next door with our long deer play. Yes. 100%. Yes. 100%. This Thanks podcast, to Olivia in no, in no small part. Of course. Yes, of course. Yeah, and you're right. And, and, and actually, Carl, you're very right about that. And, and she deserves a special credit, but, a, but there's a lot of people who played into this. I, I, I'm going to be very candid and serious for one moment because this is the in-group moment of the year. It is, and a lot of people can't even imagine it, it is a distinct privilege to have a fan base. It's wonderful, amazing to have a group of retards who I can make a joke with, and they go out and they just do the most. (laughs) (laughs) The long deer next door bit was the finest moment this podcast, including Fagcast, has ever produced. Yeah. This podcast is never more fun than when we are being public nuisances. <laughs> it makes me <laughs> no happier in life yes. than to know that I can go to the, my cherished loved ones, my girlfriend, my mother, my father, my friends, my neighbors, and I can go, guess what we did? We took over next door and we posted this stupid image of a deer <laughs> that was slightly too long to the point where, hey, shout out to Mew. Mew, you're out there somewhere. I know you are, buddy. I know you don't have a Twitter. I know you got a Mastodon account and I got his phone number. Shout out to Mew if you're listening because he printed me a long deer bumper sticker that graces the back of my car to this very day. It's a deer that's slightly too just long. Slightly and, too long. And I just, I must express one more time, I sincerely might have killed myself if it wasn't for this podcast. So thank you, everybody, for it's giving me this moment to Life. be to be the star of a stupid little universe that I've created. That's my best <laughs> in-group moment, the long deer. Uh, Car, your best in-group moment. Uh, I think my best in-group moment, and again, this might suffer from recency bias, but I think my best in-group moment, and, and in fact, we might be in-group of him at this point because he has rocketed to um, notoriety <clears throat> in, in in recent months, but I think my best in-group moment is Claire Foster showing up in the Twitter. <sighs> like, yes. It was just incredible. Like Just just seeing, again, with the long deer, and you see that we have a little bit of reach, just seeing that <laughs> that one of our own, and, and again, I, I'd stress that maybe we're one of his own at this point because he at has this point. Re- reached such levels of success and, and, and heights of thin air that, that, we, that we may never reach. Uh, just see, seeing that account come up and the so FBI proud. being concerned about it is just incredible. I mean, it was just I'm so, so proud of, of, of Claire. Again, he public is, nuisance. Public nuisance. Yeah, Claire is... I, I'd love to... We should have him on the show, to be honest. If he yeah, wants to come really on, should. we should have him on the show and talk to him about the method because nobody's done it better on Twitter. Not no. one person. No, Claire he's... does it the best. Yep. So, Agree. Seriously. 
and pause your best in-group moment of the year. I picked it as soon as I saw the category. It's got to be the long deer. Oh, yeah. It was such a, it was funny. It was whimsical. It was unifying. Yep. It felt like us. Yes. Long deer. It did. Truly. truly It reminded me of the good old days, man. It really did. Um, so that's, those are great. Now let's get on to our last two categories and then we'll do our, our, our rapid fire predictions. And then I'm going to give you my five special predictions okay. uh, that I haven't shared with any of you. Okay. Let's do, uh, I think we should end on a triumphant note. So let's yes, do loser of the year first. I'll, I'll go first because believe it or not in this whole year. I don't have a definitive loser. I have a lot of people who compete, but I don't have a definitive loser. So I'm going to give four honorable mentions, and listeners, you may decide who you think is the losers of them all. I have a sense of who's the losers of them all. Number one, Jared Leto for Morbius, a movie they released. It bombed harder than maybe any other movie I've seen. And then it became such a bomb, it became a meme. So the, 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 the studio thought, oh, let's capitalize on the meme and re-release it. And then it bombed again. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Jared the Leto. I hope, the, I hope the, Jared the, Leto is never in a movie again. <laughs> the Nagasaki Hiroshima 1-2. <laughs> so shout out to Jared Leto. Nobody could bomb harder. Next up, Kyrie Irving. For not being Kanye West, because (laughs) Kyrie Irving has been 10 times less offensive than Kanye West and yet has had 10 times the punishment. So loser of the year there. My third nomination, Parag Agarwal for his Mm -hmm. summary dragging and blasting into irrelevance. I've never seen a guy. I've never seen a guy. Who went from mediocre to shit quicker? <laughs> Parag Agarwal, and my final loser of the year, the Republican Party. The Republican Party promised us throughout the year there was going to be a red wave. You remember this? They were mm-hmm. so confident. I got involved. We had we had Steve Bannon. We had Mike Lindell, two giant losers. We've had all these guys, giant losers. They promised, they didn't deliver. And on the date of recording, look at where they are right now. They cannot even pick a leader for the House. The only, the only bicameral institution they won in the election, they cannot pick a leader. So those are my losers of the year. The Republican Party will come in later for my predictions. But those are my losers of the year. Pause. Who is your or are your loser or losers of the year? Yeah, my loser of the year is going to be Elon. You know, as remarkable as some of the stuff he's done is and as positive as some of the stuff is, I just can't get over how he managed to set so much money on fire. (laughs) $42 $42 billion or something, right? Some crazy amount of money that he paid for this stupid Imagine, product. Yeah. And like I've said before, I love Twitter, but man, just think about that. Yeah. Yeah, but you loved Twitter before he bought it, It's and he didn't change anything. So sure. it really is insane. It really is insane. 
Yeah, I just I don't even understand what his return on this investment is. I don't either. I think he just wants to control speech, uh, but I don't think it's going to be as effective as he thought because. And if that's what just, he wants, it hasn't fucking worked. Has it hasn't it? happened. No, it hasn't at all because you are in. We are in a great day and age where Truth Social, Gab, Noster. There's so many platforms now at this point that are alternative to Twitter. Where you can just go, I want to download Truth Social because I only want to talk to MAGA people. You get what you want. I want to download Gab because I only want to talk to internet racists. You get what you want. <laughs> I want to download Noster because I only want to talk to Bitcoin people. You get what you want. Twitter is a dumpster fire. It might be, you know, sometimes I think about Elon Musk and I go, what is he? Because he's not a businessman. He's never made a good business deal in his life. I, he's got to just be a plant, right? That they keep throwing money at to make a good deal. He hasn't yet. We'll see if he does in 2023. Uh, Car, your loser of the year. I can't wait for this. So I have two that are unmentioned. I have one that I agree with, and I have one that I disagree with. The one first of them going to be SBF? I... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. <clears throat> the one that I had written down that has been mentioned multiple times is the GOP expecting a red wave. Wow. Okay. The one that I did not have written down, but I disagree with, or at C4 least I SS? will. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't deserve. Uh, I don't worry. Yeah. No, is is Elon, and I will get into that perhaps in the next what? episode when we you return guys, to normal. Oh, you guys I'm both. I'm. Work- you guys both think he's the loser of the year. No, I. No, I don't no, think. No, Car disagrees. We're I gonna disagree. have to fight about oh, this. Yeah, we're gonna have to fight about okay. it. Okay. But I'm not. I'm okay. not ready to reveal it until next episode uh, next okay. episode when we get back into the wilder west because i have some theories that i've been workshopping with lee and it's going to sound me it's going to make me sound like a like a cutard um of okay. elon playing 4d chess but i don't care i'm going to do okay. it for the show i'll make sure your music is ready for Thank the next so episode much. Yeah, i'm looking forward to it yeah that's, that's, that's fair, very fair. much looking forward to it so the who two, is your loser of the year the two okay. others okay. that have gone unmentioned um, when you talk about ascent and then fall, I would say that this year has shown to be the fall of Anthony Fauci. And it's not complete. Yes. Yet. It's not complete yet, but he is on the decline. He is on the descent. And I think we know, well, we don't know exactly where it goes, but he uh, went from basically running the entire government last year. Yeah. Last yeah. year being 2021 to, um, you know, flirting and he'll never get it but flirting with jail time uh so you don't okay i was about to ask do you think he's going to be charged with a crime no i don't think so but that's a um, shame i I think he's going to be i think he's going to be grilled for sound bites and and that's not comfortable um but uh i think my ultimate loser of the year is the uvalde police department and maybe that's because i'm a homer for texas but uh i think they are the losers of the sad situation yeah definitely yeah i mean you're right i i think Mm -hmm. That was a unifying if you're going to pick a loser of the year, then, you know, it would have to be a universal loser. Right. And Mm -hmm. the Uvalde moment was a universal. The cops failed. Yes. I mean, to the point where I'm I'm watching Tucker Carlson, a cop homer. Yes. And he's going the cops failed. You're right, man. I mean, that is. Not to make it too serious, but that is it's just the most disgusting tragedy of the year that a couple of losers pretending to be heroes wearing those stupid uniforms they have 
They, they were they were so incompetent that no one even so thought it was an op. Yep. And it might You're have been right. an op. But like, right. but, but but people were not leaping to conclusions saying the Uvalde right. Police Department were part of an op because they were just so obviously incompetent. Yeah, you're right. Well, you're so context right. there, and I don't want to turn this into a whole Let's go. scarlet thread thing. Let's go. But what we should remember about Uvalde is that there were connections to the other shootings that happened at approximately sure. that same time, whether that be yes. the Discord, the sourcing of the guns they used. There was more going on. No, I a hundred percent, and I a hundred percent agree with you. Pause. But that is why my loser of the year is specifically the Uvalde Police Department, and not not anything outside of that. Just the fact sure. that they I'm were not, so. I'm not disagreeing with your yeah. award nomination even one bit. I just <laughs> wanted that context in there for. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right. Fascinating. Let's go on to the final award, and then I'll give you my predictions. The King of the Year Award. This is what we've all been waiting for. Pause. Your King of the Year. You know, is there an answer besides Joe Biden? Wow, Mm. dude. You better wait for my answer because I thought mine was controversial. Mine's also Joe, dude. Oh, wow. Think about how that dude has survived. Uh How is he still relevant? You how know, is pause? he still in office? And how I, are people still going to the mattresses for this? Movie? I picked you, Pause, first because I, I thought my Joe Biden pick was going to be controversial. I can't believe you just said that. That's amazing. It, mine is also Joe, but I'll get into my reasoning later. Pause, give me a full reasoning for why he's your king of the year. Yeah, well, it, it really is as simple as that. This dude has managed to stay at the top of the heap, despite so many people either outright hating him, being completely indifferent to him. He has shown stamina that I think can't be matched. And not just... That's the problem, right? He does—he literally doesn't have stamina. He goes to bed at <laughs> 2 p.m. and his staff <laughs> runs the country. And yet yeah. nothing's been done about this. He yep. gets to sit in his throne... And do nothing. He wow, is literally I, the figurehead ruler of the most powerful empire in world history. I'm a little and bit he gets stunned. to just bask in it. I literally didn't think someone else was going to pick Joe Biden. That's fantastic. Carr, your um, king of the not, year. Mine's not super controversial, although I think I would agree with both of y'all in your pick. Joe Biden. No, <laughs> it's Joe Biden. Uh, no, mine is Aaron Judge uh, hitting 62 home runs and beating the. Oh, AL of course. Well, on, I don't, on October. What is 4th. he? Is he still a Yankee? He's still a Yankee, right? As far as I know. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Yuck. And I don't like the Yankees. Yuck. But, but I don't no, know. Yeah. You hit 62 no, you're home right. runs in the. You're right. Uh, and I then, remember me and, and my but, dad but, exchanging a lot about Aaron Judge earlier yeah, in the year. Listen, yeah. I mean,. Dude's hitting home runs. You, you gotta love it. And then we I love also, it. Yeah, I mean he's bringing, because, he's making the noble sport even better by hitting those home runs. It's uh, true. Exactly. And then I also wanted to make this a king, queen of the year, and queen of the year is the elf. Just because wow, I love that, her elfish. Uh, yes, antics. I too love the elf dearly. Uh, the elf is an indispensable member of this podcast who never gets the credit she deserves. True. Exactly. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Most definitely. Um. My king of the year, first of all, I want to give an honorable mention. Xi Jinping secures an unprecedented third term at the 20th Communist Party Congress. 
essentially from, uh, cementing him as the king for life. It is in this third term that Xi Jinping is going to oversee the most crucial moment in Chinese history since the Great Leap Forward. At this moment, Xi Jinping presides over a population of over one billion people who are tired of being second fiddle to the United States. They're tired of suffering. They're tired of half of the country being in poverty. And they're moving forward. And as much as I am an American, and deep in my heart of hearts, I love this country. And I love it in terms of the fact that I live in it, the fact that all the people I know and love are from it, besides the very few people who are outside of it who I know and love, mostly known from this podcast. Xi Jinping is a true warrior for that country. And though I don't like the guy, breaking kayfabe, though I think the guy's a monster and a genocidal maniac, that doesn't preclude him from winning King of the Year. Here, here. But he doesn't win King of the Year because Whoa. my actual pick, Joseph Robinette Biden. Ooh. Joe Biden is, you know, Carr, in your own words, I'm going to quote you on the podcast. I, I don't remember which podcast it was, but I just listened to it earlier. <clears throat> this is your quote. Quote, he says the N-word a lot. He wrote the crime bill. That was your quote. He all shits right. all over China's microchip industry. He secures power in Central America. He fixes the vote for his party. He does everything he needs to do. Joe Biden is the most <laughs> stellar leader of this country since FDR. Wow. Joe Biden is overseeing the United States, which while we're not doing very well as a country, it is inarguable that we're doing better than almost other, every other country in the world. And that's because of Joe Biden. And as much as I truly, deeply dislike Joe Biden, it's impossible, it's impossible for me to not nominate and give him the award for King of the Year. Because when a man sets out to do what he says. That's all you can ask. And Joe has accomplished just about every single goal. Just about every single one. So Joe, I'm giving you king of the year. Oh, the crowd is cheering. Turbo America. <laughs> Turbo America. Turbo America. We're entering Turbo America. And um, while I don't agree with everything Nicolas Solo says, and I kind of think he's a little bit of a creep too, one thing that I certainly do agree with Nicola Solo on is Joe Biden is heading Turbo America. We are in America entering a new stage where, Car, you and I have talked about this a lot. We're saying fuck you to the Europeans. We're saying fuck you to the Chinese. We're back, baby. 2023, we're so fucking back. So fucking back. Hell yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Joe pulls out in his last year in office because I believe <laughs> Donald Trump will take the next. Wow. So let's get on. That was our awards. Congratulations to every winner. Fuck yep. you to every That's loser. Mm -hmm. And let's move on to my predictions and hopes for 2022. Uh, actually, did I share these with you? I think I did. So, yeah, I think it did. Let's start from the beginning. <clears throat> my question to you, gentlemen, let's try to do these lightning round, although I got all night. But let's try oh, yeah. to do let's, these lightning let's, round. I think quick hits, no explanation is the best way to do this. I agree. I How am bad? way past my bedtime for the let's, record. Let's, <laughs> let's speed up quick then. We'll do it quick. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you individually. How bad does it get in 2022? Will the economy implode? 
Will it be good or bad for the podcast? Pause. What do you think? In 2023, I think Zero Hedge will finally correctly predict a crash. It's going to be terrible for the economy. Bad shit's ahead, but it's going to be great for content, and that's our (laughs) game. Car? I think the economy will, by the numbers, be bad, but we won't really notice. It will be great for the show. I think we will crash harder than we crashed in the Great Depression, and it will be excellent for the show. (laughs) Excellent. All right, next up. How long does the podcasting medium last? Personally, I think we got about two to three more years on this before we got to make some innovation. Car? Forever perfect medium for humankind. Whoa! Pause. I honestly think podcasting is already kind of a bypassed art, but I think as long as we maintain its spirit, people can do it indefinitely. Beautiful. Who will be the next public figure to fall from grace and have their career unravel in just a matter of days? Pause, you first. I think that Tom Brady is quickly approaching some kind of meltdown. Holy shit, that's my pick. Wow. I'm in total agreement with you. Carr? Disagree with Tom Brady. I have four. Gary Gensler, Tom Hanks, Bill Gates, Anthony (laughs) Fauci. Why Tom Hanks? No, Why Tom matter. Hanks? Moving on. <laughs> All right, fine. Which long dead political issue will will be inexplicably brought back to life by pundits and politicians looking for something to argue about? Gentlemen, I think 2023 is the year of UFOs. Pause. I bet we get Confederate statues yet again. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got NATO UN membership. I love oh, the nineties. No. Dude, NATO UN member well that can I I'm gonna I'm gonna break from the format for just a second. You know why they arrested Andrew Tate, right? No. They arrested Andrew Tate because Andrew Tate was going around and saying that he was buying off Ukrainian officials. Oh, really? uh, uh sorry, Romanian officials. Andrew and Tate's Romania, the one that got arrested in Romania, right? Correct. Yeah. I, I and, really don't and, know that much about the game. And at, and at the present moment, Romania is attempting to seek entry into the Schengen zone. So they can't have people going around and saying they're being bought off. Right. So it's very possible. It's very possible. Very possible. Anyway, which well-known brand or corporation will be caught engaging in some sketchy, unethical behavior? Will it be pharmaceuticals, fast food, clothing brands, airlines, big tech? My thought I'm going to say McDonald's. My beloved fast food brand, McDonald's, I think they're in for some shit this year. And I think it's going to be about dun, 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 fertility. That's what I'm calling right now. Car camp it? Patagonia. Oh, interesting. One of my fave outdoor brands. Pause. I am going with the auto industry, specifically Mm. parts suppliers, both commercial and retail. What inane social media challenge will go viral and drive everybody to the brink of madness? For me, I think it's going to be cutting. I think we're going to go back to a year of people cutting themselves. Car camp it? Uh, Interesting. I have nutting, which is collecting nuts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and displaying them on your dashboard. No way. 
Picked up this hazelnut today. Yeah. That's much more ni- That's much nicer than mine. It's a little bit more whimsical pause. than suicide. Yeah. Pause. I don't know specifically what the phenomena will be, but it will involve the AI art demon, the Whoa. chick, the babushka that's haunting images Ugh. we generate. Very interesting. And you know what? I think you're far righter than I am. Next one. What will be the next ridiculous health trend or fad that everyone will be claiming is the secret to longevity and wellness? For me, anchovies. Car camp it? Grass feeding in pastures. <laughs> That's good. Pause. Gonna live in my own dreams here for a minute? Smoking's back, baby. Yes, I wish, dude. I hope you're right about that. I hope you're right about that. Next up, will Kanye begin campaigning and how does it go for him? I think he will begin campaigning and it will go very badly for him. Car camp it? No. <laughs> wow. And pause? He will campaign. He will be recommitted by his handlers. <laughs> All right. And finally, the 10th. How much longer do we have on this COVID thing? Is it over or just getting started? I think COVID will me- re- make a resurgence before the election. Corkamp it? I say it is done, but one thing to look for is that they are going to move to have the vac- vaccine injured become a victim class. Wow. Pause. But despite the liability protections? Yep. It will be a cultural victim class in the okay. same way that blacks or Jews or... Sure. I Jeez. just wanted clarification there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me... Shoot, give me the category one more time. How much longer do we have on this COVID thing? Is it over or just getting started? Um, it's over, but the witch hunts, the payback, that's still coming. I hope so. Finally, I want to give you Bird's five special predictions that he only half believes. Number one, the podcast will be better than ever this year. We will exceed in listeners. We will exceed in listener satisfaction. And we will exceed in episode output. Number two, the GOP will experience a functional collapse. Party members will refuse to vote along party lines in order to instigate a shutdown of the GOP until they get what they want or they're getting kicked out of office. And you're seeing that right now in the House of Representatives where many GOP members are not playing along with the Kevin McCarthy nomination. We may or may not get Jim Jordan in the House, which would be at the very least very funny. Next up, China moves to take Taiwan. If it doesn't cause an all-out war, it will be because China expresses total control over Taiwan in a de facto manner that doesn't justify a casus belly by the West. So let's say they take over the shipping lines or they install a patsy in the government or something like that. Number three, federal marijuana legalization is coming, I believe, in 2023. We will finally have a breakthrough on that, and Joe Biden will proclaim marijuana federally legal and off the schedule and then fourth not a bold prediction recession will officially hit and by officially i mean even cnn will admit it in 2022 q1 so i'm gonna call my shots there we'll see what happens throughout the year 2023 well i keep saying that yeah 2020 i'm stuck in the past pause stuck in the past that's all i got that's all my predictions. Gentlemen, it uh, is a distinct pleasure to be on the line with you right now doing Always. this. Um, uh, I want to remind the listeners that on the, on Thursday there will be an episode where I go through this 
whole thing with Aaron. Uh, Aaron will give his very distinct and delectable takes. Um, and also check the Patreon feed uh, nearabouts right now or at 3 p.m. of Wednesday, and you will find five episodes uploaded. I think it's five. Five episodes uploaded in regards to the last days of FAGCAST, our saga, which I'm very proud of. Um, gentlemen, any final words? Any final predictions? Anybody want to call their shot on anything? No, because I've whiffed on everyone I've tried so far. I'll, I will like give you guys. Running. I'll give you guys two minutes, and I won't put it in the recording to think about it. If you want to call a shot. <laughs> Good lord. Uh you know what? I think the Ukraine thing is going to wrap up within the first six months. It's going to be big, so. and it's going to be ugly. Like there's oh, going to really? be one big event. Whether it's a battle, an attack somewhere, or like something. a lot of death, and it, yeah, and it's just going to be over. You know, both sides are going to walk away, and there's going to be a lot of resentment hanging in the air over it. I think I'm going to piggyback on pauses, and I'm going to say that the functional dissolution of a lot of the EU is going to begin in 2023. Hmm, very interesting. As people are trying to enter the uh, NATO alliance and the Schengen zone, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I also believe you. I think the EU is over. I think it's proven not to be very effective. Okay. Well, we'll see. Listeners, um, I'm going to let the other two uh, give their opportunities to say what they need to say for the last of this. But again, finally, just want to say, whether you're a Patreon subscriber, whether you're an old-time listener who hasn't, whether you're a new-time listener who's wondering, thank you for listening. It gives me purpose in life. Gives me an opportunity every Wednesday at noon to record and to feel like somebody. So I appreciate it. Um, Carcampit, any final words for the listeners? No, I'd, I'd say exactly what you said. I'm deeply appreciative for our listeners, uh, those and, and especially the ones that interact and give us material. Um, I, I, I'm very excited. For I'm not so year. keen on them needling me. Well, by the way, I'm pretty keen on it. <laughs> Uh, I, I do like when they needle you. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to a 2023 full of antics and, uh, and continued listener uh, interaction. Incredible. And pause. Yeah, I just want to say here's to you guys. This is sincerely one of the highlights of my entire life. I love you guys. I love doing the show and I love our fans. In 2023, love wins. Don't forget your friends, no matter where your differences may lie on the quote-unquote issues, because those are irrelevant. I totally agree, Paz. That's going to be the closing words for this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, love wins. See you next week, I guess, for regular boring episodes. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. Squaw. Wait, you got to say to keep to it. Sorry. Sorry. We can't start 2023 off. We can't start 2023. We can't. You got to say all of our listeners placing their hands firmly on the wheel. Nine and five. Wait, or whatever it is. A high nine and five, if I will. Uh Nine and five is a little bit wild. It's got a wild. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Nine and five on the wheel. Close your eyes and hope. Let's go. (laughs) See everybody next week.
Squaw!